On this episode of the The Sam D Podcast, I chop it up with Shake of the End of Regulation Podcast. We chop it up over Game 2 of the 2022 NBA Finals as the Dubs even up the series at 1. Was it really just about the habitual nut hitter making his presence felt? Was it the third quarter run that put the Celtics out of their misery? Out of 8 potential quarters, have the Celtics only outperformed the Dubs in 1? What should we look for as the series now shifts to Boston? Also, a Tyler the Creator Nipsey Hussle music retrospective. And how does one go about getting Earl sweatshirt off at a baby shower? All of that and more. Tap in with the End of Regulation podcast. Link is in the podcast description. But let's get into episode 228. Of the The Sam D Podcast. Hello and welcome to the The Sam D Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Dismay Jr. Follow me on the Elon app, kinda? At the CMD, that's T H E E S A M D. Podcast is also up there at the CMD Podcast, all one word. Subscribe and rate to the podcast. Five stars, nonetheless. Tell a friend. Available on all major podcasts and platforms, including the Purple app and the Rogan app. For all content, audio and visual, hit up thecmd.com. Trash narratives content is available on YouTube. Link is in the podcast description. Musical production done by May 1st Music. Support him at soundcloud.com slash May 1st Music. A 22-2 run spanning the third quarter into the fourth quarter powers the Dubs to finally get a dub against the Celtics. So now the series is tied up 1-1. But more importantly than all of that, the habitual nut hitter is back. He is back in the major way. My man's was throwing shoulder blocks. He was out here tackling people. He was thugging the game up. He snatched Al Horford's rock straight from his chest. Just took that. Give me that. Cookies off rip. Amazing. The habitual nut hitter. He's been low key. He's been too busy podding instead of hooping. Last night, he got back to basics. He got back to being the dirty great value Dennis Rodman that he's been known to be and to help me break down game two of the NBA finals, which is now tied at one. One of the co-hosts of one of the dopest pods, independent pods you will find. He's going to lay out and give you all the socials, all the ways to tap in with them. Shake, one of the co-hosts of end of regulation podcast. Shake, welcome to the, the Sandy podcast. What's good, bro. What's up, brother? How are you? How are you? Oh, man, this is having you on here is, is is a dope thing. You had me on your pod not that long ago, and I had a great time kicking it with you and all the homies over there. So I felt it's only right to reach out and try to, you know, return the favor. Hopefully one day I can get all y'all to pull up and do like a combo pod. But, you know, having you on here, me and you've been, been, been chopping up for a while. You know, lay, lay out to the people what you and your pod is about where they can find it, all that good stuff. Let, let, let's get all the promo out the way because Look I really want people to tap Professional stuff out the way early. No, because I, I, um, I really want people to tap in because y- <laughs> y'all do good work over there. Uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, so you can catch us at, uh, what is it, on the on the Elon app, as Sean, there you uh, go. as Sam was saying, um, at end of regulation, um, the O, the last O is going to be a zero. 
uh, on Instagram. Uh, what do you call that? What do you call Instagram, Sam? See, I've been trying to find a name because I really don't fuck with Zuckerberg. So I'm trying to find a way, but I haven't really found anything because I try to stay away from IG, but it's too powerful. So you kind of have to be involved in IG. So I haven't come up with a name for that yet. We got to get we got to get one for the dictionary in there. Um, So on Instagram is at end of regulation pod. Find me at chef shake underscore on Elon app as well. Um, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, we're there. That's uh, the Purple app. There you go. Me. Rogan app. Feel me wherever wherever you want to listen to it, we're there. So um, yeah, that's that's it. We do. You know, we make we make people laugh. We talk about you know things that are trending topics as far as like you know uh, world culture, uh, random questions that I might think of. To be like, right, I want to see what my guys think about it this week. Or, you know, things that we, we all go through. We're all Jersey natives. Everybody comes from different walks of life. So, you know, just a bunch of guys that get together. And, you know, we're not one of those uh, fresh and fit pods. There you go. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're not, we not them type of guys. Uh, we love women. <laughs> um, Black women but yeah, man, that's it. For sure. Black women especially. Feel me? Love the queens. Uh, yeah, man, that's that's it. Those, that's my guys. Uh, anybody who wants to listen to us, catch us, you know, wherever you want to. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Please do tap in. I will have a link to their pod in the podcast description. If you're unhip, get hip. Uh, Shake, look, man, this this game, it was good for a half. And then the third quarter turned the tide. Much like game one, it was the fourth quarter that turned the tide. Last night, it was the third quarter. So walk me through some of the things that, that, get, that you saw that really turned the favor where the Celtics looked to be dead in the water in game one, but figured it out but somehow couldn't repeat that in game two. Well, I think the Warriors started, you know, being a little bit more like the Warriors again. You know, like we they're kind of known as, as long as I can have been watching them play basketball since they've kind of had this nucleus. When they come out of the, they come out of that come out in that third quarter and try to like bury you. And and I think that's kind of how they came out um in this game here. Um I saw a lot more like you. I was listening to your last episode. We saw we saw Gary Payton. He started getting more minutes. They went. Love they played Junior, a lot more defense. Sure. Love Junior, my fault. Oh, um, good. And you know, one of the things that I, I, I took note of is I started to, like their their big guys weren't getting rebounds. Mm. Like Hor- Horford and Williams weren't getting rebounds, and I think that like that's important against a team like Warriors, who's going to put up a lot of shots. They get the, you know they're going to put up their threes. They're going to take their threes. And I think I had what. Two points, no boards, or two points, what, two boards for Robert Williams? Yeah, can't, can't have that. Can't live that way. Uh, Al Horford, like, same thing, and no threes, which he was, what, six for six for nine or six for right. eight the last game? Yeah. So it's like, it, it almost seems like what they, what they did to win the first game, they went away from that. Or maybe the Warriors took it away, and I just, you know, I'm not the, the elite, elite back, basketball mind. Uh, to to see that, but whatever they were doing the first game, it, it was not the same thing. Yeah, I, th- I think to your point, you know, there wasn't a lot of adjustments. Like, obviously, I watched the I watched the game last night, got up early and rewatched it again this morning, and then tried to watch some clips of it just to kind of get a different vibe and different feel of different angles and different camera camera shots that people were were putting online. And I didn't really see a lot of adjustments. Like, certainly, they didn't play a, a lot of zone. Like they did in game one, like the zone, I think they were trying to hide Steph, hide pool a little bit in game one. I think, you know, uh-huh. to to Kerr, 
they kind of switched up and said, look, dog, if you get beat man to man, then just we, we just got to live with you getting beat man to man. So, Every time. Exactly. So yeah. they, they kind of went away from the zone and played more man. And to be quite honest, on the screen and rolls and the pick and rolls, they played tighter, pause, but it was like, I think they did that over the second half of game one, too. It just the shots were falling. Like they, yeah. the, the, the threes were just falling out of nowhere for the Celtics. So to your point, there wasn't a lot of real adjustments from my eye anyway. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to lock in more on the turnovers. And that's something where we hear the cliche, oh, you got to, you know, you, you got to get stops. You got to force turnovers and, and whatever. But I haven't seen the Celtics look that bad with the rock or that loose with the rock in a very long time. And, this, and the Warriors were able to get 33 points off of 18 Celtic turnovers. And a lot of those came in the first half. But it just seems to be like, you know, you you, you tell me what, what you saw, but like Marcus Smart came under a had lot five of fire. Of them. Marcus Smart had five of them. Right. So it's like <laughs> a, a man who, who has fought his way to become that starting point guard. I, I've talked about it a lot here. They try to do it with Kemba. They try to do it with Kyrie. They try to do it with uh, Isaiah Thomas. He's finally been given the keys, like, all right, you're the point. And he's been spotty. He's been erratic. And now you're kind of seeing at times why they try to go through Kyrie, Kemba, and Isaiah. Because it's like, all right, well, if you're not going to be a facilitator, like you're great defensively, but we don't really need that at point. That's rare that you have a strong point guard that's like, you know, elite defensively. That's kind of like a, 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 a oxymoron in, in this day and time. So he's kind of out of position to begin with. He's not a good enough shooter to be a shooting guard, and he's not that great of a point guard to be a point, but he's so good like, defensively. He's got to get some run, right? It sounds like handsome Pat Bev. Facts. I'm here for that. I'll take I mean, that. I, I've, I've seen uh, – it's funny not even to get off – I've seen like takes about some of these quote-unquote elite defensive players that make these – They'd be like, yeah, you know, if he Pat Bev is ugly, he's not really good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Pat Bev but, works out in Tim's on the beach. <laughs> so that man is different. <laughs> that man takes defense to another level that I don't think I've ever seen before. There you go. <laughs> That's filthy. Um, but yeah, man, like Marcus Smart being being that number one guy, being that number one facilitator doesn't look like it's, it's going to – like it's not sustainable in the long run for the Celtics. Like they're going to have to get more facilitation from guys like Brown and Tatum. Like it's funny, something I wrote down was, you know, Tatum was kind – I don't want to say he was cooking last night, but he got his numbers. For sure. But they lost. Right. And it's like if he – you know, maybe if he kind of dials that back some and they – you know, they still got a key on him. But if he's getting guys a little bit more open shots and he's facilitating a little bit more, I don't think it, and it doesn't have to run through smart and he can kind of focus on leading the defense, if you will, they, they're a better team. Because him, him setting the floor, I don't, I don't know if he's that guy. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing because when, when you talk about the other guys and smart certainly is one, is one of them, but you look at Al Horford, Derek White, and Marcus Smart, I had, I had to do the math on this, but they had 65 points a game one. They had 16 last night. I mean, that, that to say that that's a huge, huge drop off is like <laughs> it's an understatement. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like you know, you 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 60 to 16, 65 to 16. Like that's a crazy drop off. And you look at Al Horford, not one shot in the first half. Didn't even attempt a shot. Did, after did, after being bombs away the game the game right. before. 
all them damn threes looking crazy, flexing on, on the habitual nut hitter, all of that shit. And then right off the first possession, habitual nut hitter snatches the rock for Al Horford and wrestling on the floor. And Mans was shook. He looked like Atlanta Hawks Al Horford that always came up small. All them years when the Hawks would win 60 games, be number one seeds, and then LeBron would come through and get them to the fuck up out of here in five and six games. They look, Al Horford went back to being Atlanta Al Horford. And the fact that Draymond snatched his lunch and then Mans didn't take a shot for the whole half? How? He no black. He no black. He Dominican. There you go. I mean, it's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, Mans played. He took, him, he took him to the street. Yeah, he did. He like, you know, and it's, it's like, it's like uh, what, what's a, that old saying? It's like, everybody got a plan to get punched in the mouth. Exactly. Mike Tyson. Punch, yeah, punch yeah, him yeah. in the mouth right in the beginning. Like, let's see what you're really about. You're doing all that shooting, all that cute shit. Let's see what it's about right now. And, you know, and... It, 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 was, <laughs> it was Swiss cheese. Like, it, it was really like, like I, I tried to, I, I was, you know, obviously I, I was working last night, but obviously paying attention to the game. I was like working the game, but it was like, I saw that play and then I watched Draymond just thug up the game. He really <laughs> tapped into that Dennis Rodman shit. He was fucking with people. He was fucking with Smart. He was fucking with Tatum. He was doing all that type of wild antic shit that what made him who he is. I mean, he's six six, can't shoot, can't dribble. What the fuck else is he supposed to do? I mean, what do I do? I pass the ball, I get in the way, and I cause problems. I thug up the game. <laughs> I thug up the game, and he had to do that last night because he can't do nothing else. And, you know, I, I tweeted this out. Oh, excuse me. I, I put this out on the Elon app. But it was like, yo, that's the most impactful triple single I've ever seen in the NBA Finals game. Like, Vance had nine, five, and seven. And normally, Barkley and all of them would be clowning them for it. But I'm like, nah, that shit. Now he's in the he's in the Finals MVP conversation off of his performance last night. He changed the dynamic of how that series was supposed to go. Because even yeah. after he thugged Al Horford, the Celtics came out to a hot start. Jalen Brown was cooking early. He was. He was. He was he was definitely getting he was getting to his shots the way he needed to. He was getting it was it was there. And, and Draymond said, all right, we had enough of that. Yeah, like dog, I'm I'm here to wrestle now. Like fuck basketball. <laughs> I am here to body slam someone. If I gotta find a scoring table and do an elbow off the scores table, I'm doing anything to slow this shit down and let Steph get all these pins, these pin downs and these curls and let him get going. Talk to me about Jordan Poole, though. Like the splash cousin, he was shaky in game one, a little shaky in the light, big bounce back from Jordan Poole. That three from half court, I had to stand up. I'm sitting down. I'm working the gig. He hits that shot from half to end. What was it, the end of the third quarter? I said, Man. all right, dogs. Like if you on this type of time, the Celtics got no fucking chance of coming back. But, it, but it's just like you said. It's like they kind of got to go back to what, what would, they were doing to win games. We got to get back. Like, what got you here is what's going to keep you here. Fact. You know, and, and it's like if you're not, if you like, and I see this in 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 sports and in in real life and in in work, where people will get away from what works, even though they know that they know that it works. They get too. I don't. I don't even want to call it confident. I don't. I don't like people develop some sort of anxiety about like keep doing the same thing, even though it's working perfectly. Why? Why? Why are we stopping doing this? Something's gonna go wrong. Something, something's like we gotta change something up. They're gonna be expecting it this time. It's like, yo, 
I was, and it's like even in in other sports where where coaches just like ah, I'm gonna switch this up. We're gonna change what we've been doing. All that's how you lose. Right. That's how you lose. And I and I think that's kind of how they lost game one, or maybe you know they weren't. Maybe Gary Payton wasn't as healthy. He wasn't. They weren't sure if he was ready to go 100. percent Whatever it was, because he played 25 minutes this past game, as opposed to what just kind of checking in in the fourth quarter when it was blowout season last last uh, last game. Right. I think that made a huge difference. I yeah, think that I, made a huge difference. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, I'm still waiting for Kaminga to get some real run. You know, so I, I think Kerr is playing with fire, putting Bialita out there. And I had to put that vid out this morning of, you know, part of my prep is just rewatching the games and shit. And Bialita looks so lost defensively. And I'm like, man, you're going to go out here even with the, the the Jordan Poole and the Steph and Clay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to him in a little bit because Clay is four of 19. Nasty word. He, that's oh. my birthday. Damn. He, put, he put up an April <laughs> date. <laughs> <laughs> he put up an April date. Oh, shit. Like, that's, that's, he, he's so, look, I, I, we, we will get there. But, you know, not playing the Kaminga. You saw what Glove Jr. could do. Like, there's hoopers on this bench if Kerr just trusted. Otto Porter was okay last night. Iguodala didn't play. I think that helped, at least. But I thought that would allow Kaminga to be able to get some run. But no, it was more Glove Jr. and Bialica. I'm really trying to figure out if if this Boston thing is supposed to happen. Because now they go on the road for games three and four in Boston. Normally, by the normal athletic formula, Role players don't play as well on the road. They're not comfortable with the rims. They're sleeping in hotels, whatever, whatever. Are we really to expect Bielita to get some run in games three and four in Boston? Streets don't with Kaminga right there? Yeah, now nah, the streets don't need that one, bro. That, that. Like, I, like for real, though. I, <laughs> like, for real, though. Like, I almost have no words for that in, in a way. You know, like... it. it Start putting guys out there who can't who can't match up well on offense or defense, right. and and, and now you like what is the reason? Does somebody need a break? Is somebody tired? Somebody injured that we don't know about? Is it like what is the what is the reason? Explain it's, yourself. It's weird, bro. <laughs> like like I think right now I know Steph will get the if the Warriors pull this off. I think the media is going to force it. The blue check boy is going to force the MVP to Steph. Yeah, because you got to look at it. Clay's not perfectly healthy. No, Draymond. Unless Draymond is out here getting like wildly, wildly, wildly impacted. Imagine the game him getting the MVP, averaging a triple single. Bro, <laughs> I don't want to hear no more Steph shit, dog. If the, I don't want to hear no ball about no more about Steph being top ten, top five. If fucking Draymond, the habitual nut hitter, Green pulls up with an MVP trophy, fresh off a triple single. I don't want to hear that shit. No more Steph talk. No more Steph talk. As far as what? As far as the final MVP or as far as being what? The number one guy or as far Finals as Finals being- MVP because, I mean, every year that they've won, it's been someone other than Steph. And, like, right now, I like, yes, Steph had, what, 29 points and he hit some threes and he kind of, he, st- he studied the ship, but he was 9 of 21. I mean, that that's not Steph-like. Like, we still haven't mm-hmm. gotten that Steph, Steph moment. In the finals, yeah. like we've gotten him cooked by Kyrie in Game Seven, we got him <laughs> locked up. 
by Kevin Love in the closing moments in that same Game 7. Like, we have lowlights of Steph in the finals, but we don't really have any highlights of Steph in the finals. Ah, that's, that's true. And, and when, as a guy who is, is said to be as polarizing as Steph Curry has, uh, revolutionized the game as Steph Curry is one of them guys the way we also, which he's, he is who he is. Right. But I mean, you, everybody has a point, you know, like when it comes down to that big game, you still need that other guy to do that part because when they key in on you, the rest of the surrounding guy, like who's, who else is going to do it? And it's like, if nobody else is cooking and worth defending, it's like, yeah, we're just going to double down on you. And if you beat us shooting it in two people's face all game, then you did that. Right. And you're going to get the finals MVP because you deserve it. But just off you being regular, nah, probably not. Nah. It's not, that's not going to get you that one. And, and, and to keep it a buck with you, I got a sleeper for finals MVP. I kind of teased it in, 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 in the game one recap pod. Yo, A. Wiggins is hooping. It didn't look good in the box score. Like, he didn't give you another 20. I think he got like 13, 14 points. But it's the defense on Tatum and Brown and the effort. He's he's exactly what they needed because Steph's a little older. Clay is erratic and he's a little older. Draymond's got damn near a goatee full of white hair. They needed someone to come in there with fresh legs that has energy, that hasn't been there before. So it's on that type of time. Like, yo, I want to get this ring. I ain't never been this far before. And Wiggins came out there, got a couple of big offensive rebounds. He hit some timely threes. And he, again, he's playing really good defense. Like Tatum got his numbers, but he had to work for it. And that's because of A. Wiggins. And that's where I think, much like Eagle Dollar stole that finals MVP from Steph on that first chip, A. Wiggins with two good games defensively and contributing offensively is putting himself in that same type of position where the writers, the blue check boys are going to have to make that decision. Like, yo, if Wiggins is really that dude and makes it tough for Tatum and Brown the whole series and he's giving it 15, that might be more valuable to the Dubs winning this chip than Steph just being his regular average self. Yeah. I mean, just watching how how Wiggins is, has performed in this um in the Warriors team has kind of been really cool. Just seeing how, you know, some guys don't need to be in the spotlight. Some guys just need to be on the team. And right. seeing him kind of like this stuff isn't showing up. Like it's not everything we're talking about is not showing up in the box score. Like right. especially in this last game. Eleven, six and two, four for twelve, two for three. Why would you be celebrating that? Right. Why would anybody be sitting here saying A Wiggins, A Wiggins for, for finals MVP, but the people who are watching and watching, they see it. You know, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's playing his ass off for sure. And low key, and I know you are a big Kobe guy. Apparently <laughs> so is Jason Tatum. Is Tatum <sighs> going a little bit too far with his Kobe love? I don't, I don't know if you peeped it, but the, man, the, 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 same draft day, the same draft workout gear that Kobe had. Yo, so there's, I, it's, it's, I can't speak to that only because of the love that I have for Kobe in the sense where it's just like, it, it does come off just a tad bit weird. Like he's taking the pic, like, you know, he's got the pictures, he's got this, he's got that. But like, we got to remember, like, these guys are really almost like just kids. Not too many of us get to do what we love to do for a living. And the person that we watched growing up, 
the person that we idolized growing up? Do we get to meet them? Do this person, does this person see something in us? Then they're going to mentor us. They're going to take, like, everybody doesn't get that. Right. And it's like these guys that got to spend that time with Kobe and that got that, you know, when he was online giving out tasks and they was working out with him, like, is Kobe the guy they could call? And he, as long as you were going to work, he'll work. For sure. So yep. it's like to be able to reach out and touch somebody like that, especially as as a younger guy like Jason Tatum, who's trying to come into his own as of that, you know, me and my group chat go back and forth about whether or not he's a superstar or not. Um, Oof. Hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, when when you look at how close him and Kobe got and, and as far as what that relationship was, and then, you know, to kind of really be back, like, I'm sure that, that he's back, like, he he really feels like he like is embodying the mama method. Like he's, I think he's he really he trying. He's really I'll trying to be that. He think he Kobe. Yeah, you ain't Kobe. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you get no farewell tour. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I, I like I I can't see like you know I gotta wear the Kobe outfit before. It's like that to me at some point. It's like all right, bro. Like the draft workout gear though. <laughs> like I understand, like the Kobe, like Kobe used to wear the whole Jordan fit. He had the Jordan jersey and all that. Like that's I understand paying homage, dog. You went. They said he had to go get that custom. That ain't some shit he could just go cop. He had to hit up Nike and be like, "Yo, remember when Kobe worked out for the Celtics? I need y'all to run that or make one." Like that's a different type. That's not yo. Let me just go cop a twenty three Bulls jersey and wear that to the arena. That's a different level to me of, yo, have my people call your people. Holla at at Nike. I need the exact Kobe fit from the one draft workout he did as a Celtic. I need that because I want to wear that to my own practice as a Celtic. As I try to embark on my first ring. Right. And I keep referencing Kobe. Like, it's getting a little much. Like, I'm here for paying homage. I'm here for... Obviously, they worked out together for a little over a year, so I understand. So I'm going to say, look, if 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 my idol passed away, especially in the manner that Kobe did, I would be on that same type of time. But I would like to think I wouldn't want to actually emulate the clothes of that man to that degree. There's Even the way that, that, that Celtics tee around the crib, I word, say less. Like, you want to work out in there maybe once in a while, but the exact thick shake, he had the shorts <laughs> on too. <laughs> Like, were the draws accurate? Yeah, I saying, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They hit a, he hit a did Vanessa, you get, like, did yo. you get the Fruit of the Looms, too? Was it boxes or briefs that day, Vanessa? Like, what's good? Like, come yo. on, dogs. Like, and there's, there's, some, there's something to be said about the the trauma that Jason Tatum and, and Kyrie Irving have faced since Kobe passed away. And I don't want to laugh about it, but they've become some very interesting individuals. They have lacked leadership. <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> they have lacked guidance. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like they need new guidance counselors for real, for real. Like when Kyrie just start being mad flat earth, mad right. public with it. And it's like, yo, it's like I don't like I feel like this is not what he would have wanted for you. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, like he when he talked here. Like when he when when he talk, like if you talk to him about this, he would have said, Don't do that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he might have been the filter. Like, yeah. imagine the, the wild shit Kyrie was getting off to Kobe that Kobe's like, nah, dog. Nah. Yo, wow. Like, now he needs that. Now he don't got that filter to be like, yo, you hey, wilding man. right now. Hey, man, protect your brand. Think about your future. Exactly. Don't, and right. Kyrie from Jersey, straight like, I'm, I'm good. 
I got yeah. I did, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm getting all this off. Well, first of all, I was already from West Orange. Like I'm straight. I'm straight regardless. Like my folks, <laughs> my folks was good. I went to I went to private schools, so and I'm not like the rest of these kids. Right. <laughs> you feel me? I cannot relate. I am not on their type of time. Yeah, that's nah, wild. That's, yeah. That's wild. So I mean, obviously Tatum played a Tatum game, but you know, I said Steph's gonna have to go crazy for for the Warriors to win this, and he went crazy in spurts, and the Warriors were able to get this win. But this is now two games in a row where I feel like Tatum didn't really go crazy. He got his numbers, but he didn't really go crazy. Obviously, we, we talked about Wiggins and what he's he's been able to do, but it's clear that the Dubs are willing to let anyone else cook, just making sure that Tatum. And Brown don't go for 40 pieces like we've seen together, them do on the together. way to, into the finals. Like 30, right. 33, 37 together. Exactly. Them putting up like yeah. 80 of the team's Even points. Even that they average and will handle, will handle the rest. Like 65 points for Harford, White, and Smart, 16 in game two. Like, all right, word. Maybe we were too lackadaisical in game one. Just letting Harford go wild, letting White go wild, and even Smart bombs away from the corner. Okay, let's make sure we just – Put them back in a place. Like, I think that's that was the big adjustment. Like, we're not going to sag off on Harford. Clearly, he showed us he can make those shots. All right. But Kenny, Mitchell Lutheran took it to, to his own hands to snatch the rock from him. A man didn't even take a whole shot the whole first half. So, clearly, he got an Al Harford's head. He was shaking so, up. Right. So, you, you focus on them, get them out the way, and then you lock in on Tatum and Brown. And going into Boston, I'm not saying, look, I, I, I don't do the prediction shit, but, like, the Celtics needed a historic fourth quarter just to get a win. People and not if you that. listen to what Draymond said in the postgame of game one, and you could probably speak on more to what Draymond said in the postgame last night. I didn't get a chance to catch it, but he said, look, we dominated the whole thing up until the fourth quarter. And so here we go with another game where I wouldn't say they dominated the first half, but they were right there, and then they dominated the second half. So you can make the point of the Celtics have really only had one good quarter out of eight. And and that's the, damn. That's so what happens when, when you take it back <laughs> to Bean Town. You know what I'm saying? Like if you've only had one good quarter and you shot historically in that one good quarter to win that quarter, what happens when you take it to the crib? Yeah, because are, are you gonna be historic at home too? Are right. you gonna are you gonna you know are you gonna keep that same Keep that same energy, if you will, that you had in game one because you didn't have any game two. Derek no. White was out there shooting 13 shots, which I don't think is good for anybody. Right. Um, so, I mean, in regards to game three, if, now what if this is the Steph game? What, is the, what if this is the game Steph Curry comes out and drops 45, 50 on their head? He, Not to, he needs one. It, but what do they have for that? What, what do they have for that? I, I don't see Tatum going crazy against Wiggins like that. I don't, I don't see it. I really don't. Like, I, I think Brown could go for another. He could give you – he definitely could give you more than 17 last night. And the fact that he had 13 in the fourth, first quarter and finished with 17, you cannot have that happen if you're Jalen Brown, especially if you're trying to be the number two guy. But when it comes to Tatum, it's like how does he get his points? It's either iso ball – or threes. And okay. last night he shot better from three, but 
But the ISO ball, I don't think he's going to be able to get past Wiggins like this. Like, I don't, I don't see him cooking Wiggins enough to where he could have that 40, 50-plus night. I don't see it. And if that's not happening and Jalen Brown's not giving you 28, how are the Celtics winning this series? <laughs> maybe maybe Al Horford goes six from nine from three. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's going to take one of those rare, like, all right, we got the Al Horford game. Game one was the Al Horford game. I don't think you're going to get another Al Horford game this whole series. He might play well, but he's not going to be the guy like how he was in game one. You're going to need a grand. I don't know if I would consider Derek White what he did in game one to be like a Derek White game, but I don't think you're going to get that type of performance from Derek White either the rest of this series. So if Tatum can't cook Wiggins and Brown's going to be erratic, is this Swiss cheese? (laughs) <laughs> it might be, bro. You know what I'm saying? You put, like, you put it that way, when you put it out, when you kind of lay it out, lay it out for me like that, I don't think there's a response that I can put to that without saying, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of done up. If the Warriors, yeah. and it could be done up in five for real. Like, Facts. it could be done up in five. Like, I could, I say five. I, I, maybe I'm just, you know, it's always fuck Boston over here, but I'm gonna Excellent. say five, but six is like all right, cool. Like if they get if they split one and one, it's it's over. If yeah, they, I mean you you go to Steph having seven threes in game one, and then what he had like another five or six last night. He had another five last night. So clearly they haven't shown a propensity to slow down Steph from being Steph. So the whole. Marcus Smart, Depoy, we're going to get Grant Williams in there to thug it up. Like, we, we're going to do all this type of shit. Like, Tatum and Brown could both play defense. So, we're going to get all these guys to key in on Steph. Steph, through two games, has like 60 some points. Six, 63 points through two games. <laughs> on the defensive player of the year. Right. So, it's like, all right, clearly, Odoka and his staff, Damon Stoudemire, Mighty Mouse, and all them on his staff, haven't figured out a way to stop the Steph thing from happening. And that and that shot travels, by the way. Like he could go get another 60 plus in your crib over two games. Like he can do, he could go do that. So I, Shake, I, I don't know, man. Like it's it's really looking, I, I don't want to say scary hours, because that seems like a prisoner of the moment type thing. But if you're telling me that it took the Celtics to have such a ridiculous fourth quarter when he put up a 40 piece and he hit nine threes, nine out of twelve. And then they followed that up by getting cooked 35 to 14 in the third quarter and gave up seven threes them damn selves in the third quarter. How am I supposed to believe anything that Idoka, Brown, Tatum, Smart, Horford are telling me in the postgame? Oh, and by the way, Clay Thompson is still not here yet. Right. He's been Basura <laughs> the first two games. Clay Thompson is still not here. So he's he's still he like when you start getting those what he was averaging what eighteen or something like that when Clay starts right. getting those twenty fives like when Game Six Clay shows up like if he shows up before it, it is a Game Six but God help him if it goes to Game Six they might get because yeah, we we all know what type of time <laughs> and it's it's we very it's very strange to see a player kind of just be like yo that that it's it's every game. It's every right. game six. So the, the, they better hope he doesn't show up in, 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 in a, as a shadow of himself. Because if he can even be remotely 
like who he who he's supposed to be is is just gonna get worse. That one out of that one out of eight quarters of basketball is really just ringing in my head over and over and over again right now. You know, I I don't want to be like you know just just looking at a box score, but it's like, but nah, seriously though, like like it, it took a crazy fourth quarter. Now now you could flip it. You could play devil's advocate and flip it and say, well, look, it took the Warriors' crazy third quarter for them to get a dub. But then you're ignoring the other seven quarters. You know what I'm saying? The other six <laughs> quarters where, like, no, nah, it was either even or advantage dubs. So I, I'm, I'm not sure how this goes. Like, obviously, I've, I've been saying I'm, I'm financially invested in the Warriors to win this chip. But I, I really just want a good NBA Finals. I want a good six-game series. But – one out of eight quarters, I don't know how we get to six games. I don't know how. To, to your point, saying Warriors and five, like, I, if things keep progressing the way that they are and there's no adjustments that Udoka and Mighty Mouse can't cook up any type of adjustments, then I just don't know how we get to six games from here. Now, I thought I had Warriors in six, but, like, Unless the Warriors really stink up the place in either game three or four and Boston uses the momentum of the crowd and da, 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 all that type of bullshit and rides the wave and blows them out. Because, again, these games have been blowouts. Both teams have blown it. They've used a big quarter to blow each other out. So we haven't gotten a close game where it's like, OK, what are you doing in a tight spot? Are you, are you giving the rock to Steph? Who do you have? Who do you give the advantage to Steph in a big spot? Yeah, there's no, the big, it's no chess moves. It's no chess moves. Right. Right. Uh, Halftime adjustments have decided both games. It's like, hey, we're going to go out there and give them 50 right now, and let's see what they do with that. Right. That's very Whoever makes the, like, and, and you can't even go by the, the narrative of, you know, making the most threes. They both made the same amount of threes last night. Like, literally the same. They took the same amount of threes and made the same amount of threes. So then you got to look deeper. Where was the advantage? Oh. And we, then that's when you get to the 33 points off the 18 turnovers. That's when you get into the fact that all Horford and Robert Williams did shit. Yeah. And Looney showed up last night. Which is important. I saw, yeah. I saw some chatter on the TL uh, talking about he's, he's getting ready to get paid. Hey. He's, he's, getting, he's earning himself a... Get paid. A, man, get paid. I'm here for it. You think it's going to be by the Warriors? <sighs> They got the boy in the tuck. Well, you know, I mean, look, they, they, they got a few boys in the tuck. <laughs> I, they got a few. They got Weissman, Kaminga, Moody. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, is he playing himself off of the Dubs roster? I would if I was him. I'm trying to cash out. Like that, that The rings are nice, but yeah. my bank account is more important than, than some jewelry. It's like we already got it. Like I had a right. I had a conversation with with a friend of mine the other day, and they were um it was along the lines of like you know uh and I want to say it might have been Corey where we were going back okay. and forth about he was you know he was saying like you know some guy he's he's happy to see uh athletes just going after the bag and not really focusing on you know like the the winning aspect of it the loyalty and, and all that bullshit right. And my response to that was, it's easy to do that. And like this was, I think this is more like it was more football, but just in, to kind of stay you know, on the topic or whatever, it's easy to do that when you've won already. You know, at the end of the day, people are competitors. I don't think anybody goes out there, even though it's a, it's a business, even though it's a job, these guys are still competitors at the end of the day. 
Now, if you know the way your cards are kind of going to fall, you're not going to end up on one of them competitive squads or you're not on one of those teams that get yeah, play ball, whatever, mm-hmm. we're going to lose. We're in the strip club anyway. But right. it's easy to sit in a space where you haven't won or you won when you haven't won and that to drive you and then not to be a thing where it's about money. But once you win that one, you're not trying to be in the pantheon of all time. Grace, yeah, cash out. Like, what would you do? I, I'm always about the bag. Like I, I've done that. I, I've done that professionally my whole career. Like, who's paying more? That's where I'm going. Respectfully. Um. So it's it no, but I do I do understand the point, and I think there is certainly something to that. But I look at someone like Chandler Parsons. So I brought up on on, on the couple of pods ago. Like, yo, Chandler Parsons cashed out. He's never won jack shit, but he's a winner at the bank. He's a winner on his apps when he opens that app and hits the face ID and he sees that snapshot of that account and it's got six to seven digits in it and it's just chilling, earning interest Yo. while he's laying up, sipping my ties somewhere. Like, and it literally used to be I, like every other year you were hearing that he was getting like another contract. And it's like, right. why? What does right. he have on all of you? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> that he can- you know what I'm saying? He's kind of like 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 Mike Glennon in the NFL. Like oh. he just keeps cashing out backup QB checks. He'll never win a ring. Would you rather be him, or would you rather be the dude that has to fight and call like Matt Stafford? Finally, you know, all these years getting to the ring. Like I'd rather be Mike Glennon because I didn't have to do all the work. I had to stand to hold a clipboard, and I'm making eight figures a year. Would you rather be that guy or that guy that gets scrutinized all them years in Detroit, goes to L.A., has all the pressure of you have to win now, and yes, he did ultimately win, but I'd rather, I, I like to work I like to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. I'm team work smarter, not harder all day over here, so I get it, but there's too many Mike Glennons for me to try to go hard and be Matthew Stafford. Hey, man, if I'm, that, and, but that's kind of the thing, though. I don't think anybody, like anybody saying that Mike Glennon was going to be one of them guys, is a fool, but Matt Stafford was supposed to be. Matt Stafford was supposed to be one of them guys. So when you have that in your quote-unquote DNA, whatever they want to call it, or that's your, you're one of them blue-chip caliber guys, like when you, when you're supposed to be one of them, and then you're not getting to that space, you know, it kind of eats, especially with this media thing, and it kind of eats out, you got to talk to people all the time, it eats at you. Right. So I guess in a sense you are right when it's like we're just like I could not be that guy because I don't think anyone's I don't think anyone's gonna uh be be looking for him. Yeah, like like, like dog, if 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 we wanna if we wanna go back to the NBA, Mike Conley. Mike Conley was highly touted, went went to Ohio State, had the team with him and Greg Oden back in the day, high lottery pick, I think it was like number three overall or some shit like that. And he's had I'll say it, a mid-career. But if we go check his earnings, if we go look at them contracts, like it, it hits different. He's he's looking at nine figures easily. I'm, I'm going to look this up in real time. Mike Conley, let me go down to, this, to, to the salary. Dog, yo, this man has made over $208 million. And he's mid. And he'll never win a ring. 200 M's and he's mid. He could cook me, but against his peers, he's mid. 
I'd much rather be Mike Conley when no one knows who I am outside of me wearing a jazz jersey. I could walk down the block. He's 6'1". He's inconspicuous. No one knows who that man is, but he's walking around town with 200 M's. Give me that, then the beard pressure. Give me that, then even the Steph pressure. Keep the rings. This dude's selling the championship rings all the time. Dudes be auctioning rings off. Fucking Bill Russell auctioned his rings off. He's got 11 of them shits. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he'd rather a couple more M's. Yeah, especially the era he played. He never even made an M when he played. Like, nah, cash these rings out. Run run me some M's. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, that's, that's, how, that's how you feed the family. Rings don't feed the family unless you pawn them bitches. <laughs> that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's literally the only way, dogs. It's the only way. I mean, shit, they, they shit in Bill Russell's bed in Boston. Yo, yeah, fuck them rings. Yo, that is, fuck them that rings. Is super, Cash me that out. Is max. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is max. Like, that is the crazy. That is the crazy. And it was, it was funny. Is I, I didn't learn that. I didn't know because, I'm like, obviously, I'm, what, 28 years old. So that wasn't something I was privy to. But, like, That's not get ner- knowing that, like, son won a chip for a city and came home to a fecal turd where he lays his head. Yes. <laughs> like that's a different type of people bro because I know they went out and celebrated afterwards yes like they went out in the yes. city and was celebrating and was living it up after a chip, after a chip. So I said you know what after I should do chip. you know what we should do right just you right. know what we should leave them a shit yes we should leave yes. <laughs> we should leave them yeah. a shit <laughs> I'm gonna go eat everything in the fridge and we're gonna go to that man's crib and I'm a cock over that man's bed, which has to be a, at least a, a king. I don't know if they had California kings back then, but it's got to be a king size bed. I'm a cock over this man's bed and drop a deuce right there. I'm a drop a shit on his on his pillow, on his pillow. We're going to break into his crib, not vandalize anything. <laughs> We're literally just going to break in to take a shit on his bed. Which I'd rather you break something on the way out. You know, make it right. Vandalize my shit like at that point. Make it look like you didn't care. I'll never look at this house the same. I'll never look at this place the same. You might as well rip paintings off the wall. You might as well vandalize the fuck. You might as well throw the N word and spray paint somewhere like 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 they did bronze crib allegedly. Like you should go and just do allegedly. all that type of yo, silly yo, shit. Did that happen? Uh see. It's like it's like how easy it's like how easy is it, easily accessible is LeBron's crib really? That part, and I'll I'll just say this: Did you ever hear anything about someone getting caught for doing that? We heard about the initial report, but was there ever any follow up? A week later, a couple of weeks later, hell, even a couple of months later, like, hey, we caught the dude. Da da da. Like, did Bron even say anything? Now I'm not saying it was forged or it was it was false or it was fugazi. I'm just saying for all the hellfire and brimstone that was brought upon the incident, it just quietly went away. It normally when shit like that quietly goes away, it means there was some bullshit involved. So I'm just like I don't want to step out there on the ledge and be like, yeah, you know, that actually happened. I'm just saying it doesn't look like something like that would have went away that quietly if it actually did happen the way that it was said it was happened. Because we know how Braun moves. Yes, Jules happened. So 
Maybe a scorn John pulled up to the crib and had some cryon spray paint and Savannah's in the crib. I right, I'm gonna let you know what type of time I'm on. Cause yes, jewels happened, allegedly. <laughs> I need the story. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. When he was in Miami. Read me the story. When he was in Miami. Put like this. He was like all of us would have been in Miami. Regardless whether they get married or not, regardless if you have kids or not, if I'm worth hundreds of millions of dollars and I'm in the prime of my physical peak and I'm in South Beach, what you think happening? I work at South Beach now, so I get it. <laughs> Shout out to South Beach. <laughs> if you ever in Jersey, look up South Beach and holla at yeah, it. I understand. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... And please believe, if, if you follow Shake on IG, the shit that be popping off in South Yo. Beach, it really do be a movie in there sometimes. <laughs> it really do be a movie. Yo, I've had I've had shirts ripped in half, and I'm not a small guy, so that's already a, that's already <laughs> like doing a lot. I've seen, I've had a, a, like old ladies with no teeth try to dance, bro. It's, it's, it's insane. Oof. It's insane. Hilarious. It's a movie. I love. It. I love <laughs> you it. love old ladies with I no teeth. I gotta pull up more, more often. <laughs> I definitely have to pull up more, more often because I, I I need I need that type of element that helps that helps put me at ease. Sometimes when you get far removed from shit, sometimes you need to tap in to like not necessarily the streets, but like I need to tap into a certain energy that I grew up accustomed to. Toothless women trying to get their shit off—that's the type of energy I was accustomed to growing <laughs> up. So I need to tap in to that type of shit more times than not. So I, I'm definitely going to pull up South Beach a little bit more often. Um, but you know, one, one last thing as we wrap up here and I'm talking with Shake, co-host of end of regulation podcast. He's grateful enough to join me, the Sam D on the, the Sam D podcast. As we recap game two of the NBA finals, the series is now tied at one heading into game three in Boston, I believe Wednesday. Shake. This series now looks to be something where you're either on the side of you think Tatum and, and the Leprechaun are going to get their shit off, or you're either on the side of Steph and the Doves, Legacy, Dynasty, the habitual nut hitter, Clay, Splash Brothers, now Splash Cousin, Jordan Poole. Where are you seeing this going as we head into Beantown for games three and four? Warriors and five. You're still on that. Okay. I'm going to say war, right, war, like Warriors it. and five, six to max. This is not going to go seven. Um, as they head into game three, I'm looking for them to get Clay a little bit more. Like, Clay's got to do a little bit more, I think, especially with them being at home. You know how it is playing in Boston. They're not going to get some of them calls that they get in the bay. Um, but I don't I don't think that the I, – I just don't see it. I don't see it. But all I'm hearing over and over and over again is one out of eight quarters. One out of right. one out of eight quarters, <laughs> one out of eight quarters. That's not good. You can't no. you can't do that. Like the math is not madness. It, it damn sure. So ain't. so if that if that is how they're going to continue, they need to win the next seven out of eight quarters to change my mind. And if they do, more than likely that means it'll be game four. It'll be two two, and right. It'll be there's no way it could be Warriors in five. But yeah. Oh, I'm seeing some some tea on the timeline. Hang on. Did you see Draymond take a shot at KD? I heard it. 
I heard the shot. Wait, he he took another one at him last night. I know he did after game one. He he took another I stab at KD. At, it was it was uh he what he said was our offense all starts with Steph. Uh, the Rams said when uh when Kate when KD was here, our offense uh still started with Steph, and that's the way it's gonna be. But who closed the game? That shit sounds cool. It sounds like he's pro Steph. But who would he give the rock to in the closing moments against Cleveland two out of those four games in that second chip? He'd give it to Kevin Durant and got the fuck out the way. He ran his ass to the corner. They ran 1-4 flat. KD took Braun off the dribble, pulled up, hit a Jimmy, hit a midi in his grill twice. So that shit is cute. It's a good soundbite. It allows him to protect Steph and enhance his legacy and all that type of bullshit. But real hoopers know. Even KD knows. Like, even KD, um, he... He responded to him. Def- yeah, he responded to him, but he also, like, tried to regulate and be like, yo, like, that whole double team of steps or more double teams. He's like, no, 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 that's not how that happened. Like, that's Draymond's version. I'm not co-signing that. And KD has shown a lot of transparency about his hoop takes as he's finally tapped into actually being who he is on Twitter and not having, like, a, a troll account or a burner account like he's actually living his truth through his tweets and he'll he'll chastise himself and he'll diss himself if he has to but he's flatly saying that whole spew that draymond the habitual nut hitter went on about steps seeing more doubles and katie like nope that is not true that's not the game i saw and i agree with him yeah kd was a close on that team yes steph is the most electrifying player in NBA history and go on trash narratives on YouTube if you want to look that up. (laughs) But when it comes to the best player, it's always been KD on that team. Like, but what is what Draymond said wrong when they say it starts and runs through Steph Curry? I don't think that's a wrong. I don't think he's wrong. I'm saying I don't think that means anything at the end of the game. At, at, at the end of the game, when the game is closed, were they giving the ball to Steph or were they giving it to KD? They were giving the, they were giving it to KD. That's why he has two Finals MVPs. And they were definitely giving it to Kevin. Here, Kevin. So it's like, yeah, like the, the, that's what I'm saying. Like it's a cute saying. Like it worked. It got the clicks that it needed to get. It it it, it enhanced the narrative. But is it a real narrative or is it a trash narrative? I'm working on season three, by the way, so I could put that in season three need that one. of how that's bullshit. Need that I'll one. chop that up. Yeah, we need that one. All right, say less. Season three. That, that's probably one of my I got favorite. The time. I, that's that was, I, I used to genuinely enjoy hearing the music difference, and I immediately know I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be a regular pie. All right, cool. Yeah, we talking yeah. shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We yeah, I, the I, I needed a way to be able to be like, we on a different type of time this episode. This ain't just come for some basketball nerdum shit. Like, no, 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 no. You're, you're getting on the block, Southside Sam, and I'm going in. Like, it's it's, it's no fucks given yeah. when, when the trash narrative music comes on. And that's you know that that that's that's what's up. That's that's definitely definitely uh, that's the Sam I fuck with. I'd say I like the professional one. <laughs> right, right, right. I feel you. But, I got you. Um, no, trust. I, I, I've been hearing similar sentiments behind the scenes. People are like, yo, when you get into that bag, yeah. I'm like, okay. It's like, yeah, because okay, it's like, you less. know what? That's you. That's who, that's right. you. That's Bart. Like, yo, 100% if we sit here me. in the barbershop or we sit here in the, in the, in the, in the crib 
or we all doing this like, yeah, what about this? And then right. there's this, and then there's this, and then there's this too. And it's like, ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Like that Drew Brees one was a masterpiece. You know how I feel about him. Oh, we don't even got to do that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck him. Always fuck and, him. You know, I, I hope the, the religious black and brown people in Orleans got their money back from the pyramid scheme. Probably not. But I know where he'll be this offseason. It won't be on that NBC set. It won't be on that NBC set trying to cash another fucking check off his name. Yeah, it'll be at the National Prayer Breakfast. Yes. <laughs> he'll be he'll be doing some Primerica shit, some Amway. <laughs> he'll find his herbal life. He'll find the fucking way. He'll be selling he'll be on IG selling he finish with his ass, he's gonna be selling vector knives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna be cutting cutting pennies in half. Yeah, I think he he might be, be you know what? Not even might. He's definitely better at a pyramid scheme than he was as a as an NFL analyst. Yeah, he might. I, I, I Drew Brees right gonna be doing forex. Yes, he need, <laughs> I need to see that. I need to see that. Drew Brees with some fucking NFTs <laughs> trying to pull up in a brunt in a brunt suit with a chain. Yes. <laughs> I'm here for that. I I need that now. Now, now I need. I'm. I might have to start a, a, a Elon app campaign. We just need to bombard Drew Brees to get into forex. Yeah, I need to see that. <laughs> I mean, he's been on CNBC before. Doing it's like for him, dog. That that that's where that whole shit started. But he started bugging out about Kaepernick and the flag and all that. Oh, that's, he was on CN, CNBC promoting some some bullshit. I think it was like a book or something. And then that's when he started like getting into his like anti, you know, basically anti black people bag. Ooh. And then that's when shit went left. And then he had to put the clip out apology. That was thirty three dollars. You could buy it to this day for thirty three dollars. That's how much he thought of the way that he hurt black and brown people across the world. Wow. And man has made over three hundred million and he paid thirty three dollars for a clip art apology. And then the shit just started going more and more downhill. And then that's when I started digging because. A little birdie told me, uh, someone that I know in the industry was like, nah, dog, you need to do a little bit more digging on Drew Brees. Like, there's some shit. And when I pulled up the pyramid scheme and, and I sent it to this person, he was like, oh, I ain't even know about that. Like, run with that, because that's new tea to me. Oh, and then, so I said, oh, say less. I mean, it just goes to really show you that, like, these like these athletes are just regular people. Like, they're, they're regular yeah. people with money who probably didn't have it before. And they're like, I mean, if I had money, I would do something. Not me, personally. But what I'm saying is like they're on the side. I'm like, well, I, I would do this, and I'm gonna figure out a way to keep my money, and I'm gonna do this. All they're trying to do is wash it and avoid taxes. That's it. Wow. That 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 is literally wash it, it and avoid taxes. And a church is the best way to do it. Hell yeah! Real estate tax free, even on the land, and, like, and, it's, and it's like sacred ground. Yes, you can't park near there. You Dude, I got a, I got a theory that the like, and this is gonna sound crazy, but like, I, when I was driving up from Virginia one time, and I was, um, I was looking around, and all I see is churches, you know, small, yeah. and they're small churches, Sam. They're not like how, like, you know, I won't say like a black church, but you know, it's a church that look like a house, like a small two bedroom house, maybe. Yep. And my theory is that they use those for like small clan gatherings. That may be wild. I may be tweaking a little bit on the pod. <laughs> But I'm here for but it. yo, like I, 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 you, I'm not disagreeing so it's far. It's sacred ground. You can't come in. Right. You can't come in there. Popo can't can't run up in there. Twelve can't run up in Nobody there. Nobody can. 
it's small. It's always in, it's in the south, and they're all like in these neighborhoods where it's like nobody lives around here. Nobody lives around here. I'm not seeing any houses. All and these are on interstate, right? Bro. So right, I'm not, and it's a big ass plot of land in a and then a small ass small ass house. damn church, small ass church, two acres. Okay, fuck, it's a thousand square feet. It's house. all trees, but then it's shit all the way in the back. Exactly, I'm not like, and that's where the shit's really popping. And I'm good. I'm good off that. I'm good. I'm that's good. where the, the 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 fucking meth labs are at Bruh. in the fucking back, bro. It, it was. It, it's definitely. It's definitely one of them things where where I look when I was driving up from the south, and I just I'm looking. I'm like, but why are there so? I'm like, it's not that much Jesus in the world, like, and for no. these houses to be so so far apart, for these for there not to be houses around, like when you're looking for a church, you're looking for what they call a congregation. Like it's like finding a church home is important. It ain't just like you know right. you just are knocking on whatever door and everybody like it's just, you know people. I know people who try out churches for a while before they settle in. So for sure, so yeah. for them to just kind of be around and it look like you know whoever want to stroll in here, I'm like, you wouldn't catch me dead it's, in it's, one of them churches. It's supposed to be like a sense of community, mm-hmm. but if you're putting these churches in the middle of nowhere, there's no community. Exactly. So what's really going on? Right. Oh. And I think to 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 even flip the point even further and push the theory even further because I'm 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 rolling with you right now. I think a lot of that could just be a straight up real estate play Ooh. because as you said. You're getting acres of land. You're getting it for the low because you're going to do it out of the kindness of your heart because you're going to start a, a, a church there. So you're getting all the tax breaks in the world. You can just flip it and have yourself a free crib. Yo, you can make, make it, like, you like, can make your crib into a church. You just have to church. have certain members, and you gotta you gotta prove that you right. like you literally can go like you can film it like you you can put your church online and YouTube. And yes, as long- you can have your church in the basement. Bruh. You can stream live from the basement. Meanwhile, you got a you know five bedroom, four and a half bath crib upstairs that's immaculate, but you got it down and dirty in the basement. Have a couple of your mans come in, sit, sit in some chairs for the cameras. Maybe that's why Yeezy did it. Ooh, see Sunday service. See, okay, Ooh. okay. I mean, it's right. It's right I in mean, everybody's face. The choir never got paid, oh, right? Oh, oh, oh. Quiet, never got paid, right? <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure they, t- I'm sure they took off. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quiet never got paid, but that plate was being passed around, or the cash app plate was around. being passed around. The QR code was everywhere, <laughs> and the quiet never got paid. Easy passing around styrofoam collection plate, <laughs> calling it forward. I'm <laughs> off white. He had an off white styrofoam plate. Virgil. <laughs> Just he just put zip right brick on my brick RP, Yo, just put zippers on them. Yeah. He just put zip ties on the collection plate. <laughs> and was offering it for sale. <laughs> and then you wonder why he's buying up all this fucking land in Wyoming for the low. Bruh. He's taking all the bread for the collections and running to Wyoming Bruh. and buying up every fucking day. Motherfucker got bison roaming the, the plains of his property. So what, one of my one of my f- friends told me, so it's like apparently the stuff like that is like a tax break too. Like yes. Having live, yes, it is. Livestock. So I think it was it was my co-host, Bert. Uh, shout out to Bert. Shout out to Lord. Shout the out guys. to Bert. Um, he was talking to me about Rick Ross and how Rick Ross. Yes, Ross is doing the same thing. Yeah. So. And he's like, he's when when if you can show that it's like if you've got X amount of livestock, then it's like it can be viewed as a farm, and then it changes. I'm like, bro, what? Imagine that, bro. You got so much money, you got to buy zebras. <laughs> 
You got so much money. You got to launder it through livestock. Bruh, you know, bro, I would, I would, I would have get to, some koala bears to launder this, this couple of mil. I would be the first black Wagyu farmer in America. You got, you got you to be. You feel me? You got to be. It is the Wagyu of Wagyu. All my, all, you know, all, all, my, all my bulls listen to Griselda. <laughs> like what, bro? Can you imagine that? Just, just think about that. It's like, yo, I had, and those animals aren't cheap. No. Animals no. are cheap. So then you got to buy the shit just so you can hide the shit. And and then you got to feed them. You got to you got to have a zookeeper on payroll now. So now you got to have you get in the whole staff. You got to feed them. You got to bathe them. You got to have a zookeeper. You got to have a veterinarian on, on payroll. Like you're investing so heavily, but the tax breaks are so great. If you could get that status, if you could get that exemption, that is worth it. It's worth it. Even with all of that, buying exotic animals and shipping them here, just shipping them here has to be a ridiculous fee. You're pulling motherfuckers from Madagascar and shipping them to fucking Atlanta. That's got to be a tax write-off somewhere. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> a tax know. write-off for that, too. Facts. What, is that, what they say, the first page of the tax, with the, the, the book on taxes is like what, what you can what you should be doing, and then the rest of it is just how to avoid this shit, how to avoid paying yep, it. Yep, that's crazy. It's all about the breaks, that's dog. Crazy. It's literally all about the deductions, the itemizations, and all that. Yeah, dog. It's, it's, it's nasty. It's nasty. That's- but if but if you could get it off, like, you know, Hove has bragged, capitalist Hove has bragged that he don't pay no taxes. What? It's because his, his accountants are that nice with it. What? A billionaire admitting to not paying taxes. What? Dog. It's in his raps. It's in art. <laughs> yeah, I, I got, you know, know I'm taking picks at the loop. He raps about it, too. Right. He's giving you the game, but he's not telling you who, the, who that accountant is. Yeah, nah. Like, you can tell me that, but my accountant don't know what your accountant knows. I need to know who your accountant is so we can all eat tax-free. The way he see it, his accountant, his accountant, your accountant got the access to the same information. Some tells me that's not true. Right. <laughs> Some tells me that uh, I'm making the money I'm making, but I see a lot of taxes come flying out my check and my refund, if I even get one, ain't hitting like how I think. Oh, zero tax, dog? Zero. Zero. Damn, bro. Nada. That's a that's an elite flex that I want to get to. That's what I'm saying, bro. I don't bro. Get no tax refund. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need a tax refund because I don't pay taxes. Like, <laughs> everything's a write-off everything in my possession is a write-off this pen i'm writing it off this laptop this computer this mic this mouse are you serious this hard drive i'm writing it all off wow this chair i'm sitting in i'm writing it off yeah nah we're we gonna have to get together off here you have to show me how to really do that we gotta figure that out you gotta bro. show me how yeah, to do this yeah, for yeah, sitting right there i'm tired of paying taxes Yo. dog I'm like tired. what 2023 no no I'm, no tax i'm trying to get my i'm trying to get my my crib written off. We about to that's dog, everything. Try to register. I'm, I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna no tax everything. We trying to get the whips. We trying to get the cribs. Everything. We gonna, re- gonna register and on. regulation. And I'm yeah. And my my apartment is a studio. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You know, I work here. Yeah, I got a bed in the back. Yeah, my 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 seat is chilling. But I work here, bro. Wait. So, are people? My studio is so here. People who are working remotely are they able to? Are they able to work? You can get that off. You can get that off. You can write off everything. Yo, you, you can if if you can flip it right. I won't divulge too much, but I worked remotely for my last gig, mm-hmm. 
you could get a lot of shit off. Yo, so d- I wasn't killing them like how, how some of these others who are more advanced, but I was able to get some shit off. I have to holler at my mom. I wonder if she even know that. Uh, which actually I wouldn't be surprised to do. My mom, she be in her bag when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, Corporate gangster, I like oh, she she do accounts for like when I was a kid, she used to work for Pearson Education, and mm. she used to be like, like you know how you lose a, you lose a book at school, they try to charge you for it. She used to be like, what's the brand? If it was a Pearson book, brother man, cop that, bro, sending it whatever the edition was. She's like, we not we not paying that, we not paying that. Like we that. not, but uh, that that's that that's definitely where I'm trying to get to. Right, writing off, writing off rent, writing off cars, writing off this, writing off that. Because that's how the other side lives. You know, for they sure. don't they don't think about and for centuries they have, and, and and it's all about paying that paying that information, that financial literacy, the black excellence, all that type of shit is just paying that forward. Yeah, each one teach one. Like it's some real shit. Like if you don't know, you need someone to teach you. Like, like I got that's how I got into uh and just really started learning the stock market, man. Like over over COVID, mm-hmm. my, my buddy Bovice, uh he started a Discord that literally was just called nice. Learn How to Trade. Learn to trade. Somebody taught him for free. So he created a Discord and now it's grown to like hundreds of members, et cetera, et cetera. Where is every everything from a, a watch list to how to how to look at different signals, how to see this? And I'm like, he's I've seen in this group chat like live. You know, if you have the money to invest, which everybody does, it's just how you invest it. But like, exactly. I've watched this guy kind of teach people a whole different, a whole different look, man. Just like that that we all didn't have. And he was like, yo, somebody gave it right. to me for free. And like people charge for this stuff. Like I don't know if you see it. But like, there's there's yeah. many people online who have Discord, fifty dollars a month, whatever. If you got a Discord for fifty dollars a month and there's two thousand people in, what type of passive income yes. that is? And all it is is all you're doing is giving people access to your network, right? And it's they right. and really it's they creating their own damn network because it's, say it's ten of us and we got all the information. By the time it's like we by the time by the time it gets to the point where it's, where you got the two thousand members, we probably are not even the ones cycling all the all the information is running itself. Yeah. It's running yeah. itself. If you've got 2000 people in something, there's, a, there's at least 50 to a hundred, 200 people who are keeping it alive. There's another, and, and, there's another group of them that forgot they even pay for it. Exactly. That happens all the time because you, you see that with like Netflix subscription, you're like, wait, I'm still paying for this shit. Like, Oh no, I got to cancel, but they already got you for like six months Bro. and you didn't even realize. Don't even watch Netflix. Don't even got no TV in your crib. Right. Right. And, 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 and that's where I think, you know, people take advantage of their social media following, because I think that there was a tweet that went viral the other day where this dude was complaining that he had to work two jobs and he's still barely making ends meet and do had like 30,000 followers. So someone hit him and the reply was like, yo, dogs, you got 30,000 people. Allegedly, I mean, sure, some of some bots, yeah, some whatever, bots but yeah. like, yeah, you know, what I'm saying? but you got the 30K people at your disposal. Create a product. Make some shit and sell it. Even if you get 10% of your following, that's still 3,000 people buying your shit. You charge $10 for something at 3,000 people, do the math. And that's why I was. Now you're not working two jobs. Now you're not slaving away and you don't got no time for nothing and you're living check to check. Like, leverage your, your social media presence if it's that large and get some bread off of it because that's the whole point. Yeah. You're not monetizing your shit, monetizing your value. Yep. 
And it's like everybody's everybody's a person on there. There's some there's somebody that that follows your account and looks for the things that you say. They look for they look for your tweets. They find they find funny and they, they it resonates with them. There's something. Right. So if you can tap into that network and just like you said, get ten percent of it. Get ten percent of it. That's all you need, dogs. Like that's it. <laughs> you like, get ten percent. You're doing that. Yeah, because, you know, even even in, in the podcast space and, you know, me, me and you have talked offline, but like a lot of people have jumped in over the over the pandemic and even right before the pandemic trying to hit a lick, trying trying to get a quick come up. And then a lot of those pods are gone because to get the bag, to get the bread or to or just to get to the recognition, it's a long haul. If you're not a celeb, if you're not an influencer, if you're not any of that shit, if you're just a quote unquote nobody which nobody's really a nobody, but to the masses, if you're a nobody, you got to earn people's trust. So that takes time. That takes years Mm -hmm. putting in that type of work. So now in this podcast space, you have people that have jumped in and then jumped right back out. But the ones who stay true, the ones who stay consistent, the ones who kept putting out content, they're now up. They're all up. Y'all are up. Not that serious is up. My pot is up. Because we kept consistent, we stayed consistent, we built with each other and with other brands and other pods and kept expanding the reach. That's how this shit's supposed to work. The following comes that way. You could go buy a couple thousand followers and try to flip, but then when them bots go away and get back down to 500 followers, then what? Yeah. Because it's like, are all 500 of those people who support you like without a blink of an eye? Right. Give me a strong 500 that I know interacts with my shit, clicks on my shit, downloads my shit, then having 50,000 followers and I only get 100 of those 50,000 to even interact with my shit. Like that to me is like a bloated number. It's a fake number. It means nothing because you can't leverage that to get you anything. It's like, what is it really saying? It's it's water weight. Right. Uh you know, there's a lot of pods that do numbers and we got X amount of streams, X amount of downloads. I was like, yeah, but like downloads could be faked. Streams could be faked. Are people actually commenting on your shit? Are people leaving you feedback on your shit? Are people reaching out to you directly about your shit? That's where you realize, oh, people are actually listening. Yeah, I, I get caught up in it myself with, with this pod. Like when, when I do the church episodes, I'm putting a lot of work into it. But then when I get the feedback from people like yourself and others, it's like, oh, they're actually listening. I'm not just doing this for myself. Because yeah. I could do this for myself and never put it out. If I just want to entertain myself, I could do a church episode and just listen to it and ride around in my whip and just laugh my ass off. Basically. Dolo. But the fact that I put it out, I'm like, all right, let me see. Despite what my numbers may say, I'm like, no, I need to hear back from people, though. X amount of downloads, that's cool, but I don't know who did that. Somebody could have just had their phone on auto-download and they never listened to it. But when people hit me back, yo, that was dope. Oh, I like this part. Oh, this shit was lit. What? Then like, oh, okay, they actually tapped in and listened to the shit. Yeah, and you know, that's how you get to figure out your audience and what your value is and where to go next with, with, with your product, whatever that is. And 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 that's and that's the truth, man. When you see, you know, we we do this because we want to. I'll, you know, some people may be getting right. paid, some people may not. But 
you know, when you, when people respond to it and they, you know, hey, like we like when you do this, it's like, all right, cool. I know which direction to go. You know, I'm, I'm exactly. you know, it helps you find your lane a little bit because everybody thinks that they can kind of turn on the microphone. We saw with the pandemic, as you were talking about, how the, you know, the mark was just kind of oversaturated, if you will. For and sure. everyone just kind of sure. bought whatever podcasting equipment. They, like there, there were people I know personally that were like, yeah, man, I'm starting a podcast, too. And I was like, oh. What's it called? And they were like, we don't even know yet. We're just, we just, we bought it. We just going to do we it. We bought yeah, it yeah, and yeah. we turned it, we turned it on yesterday. We went for like two and a half hours. I was like, so you just in a room with your friend talking. Right. It was like, yeah, and it's not to, to diminish what anybody else does. But then when you ask them like, Hey man, like, can I see it? And they're like, ah, we're probably not going to put that out. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then you ask them again. I was like, Oh, like when is it going? Um, you know, it's not a thing. And like people would, when we were, when, before we even recorded an episode, and we were just mm-hmm. building up. People were like, hey, when is it coming? I'm like, we're working on it. We are working on it. Like, I'm, but I, we refuse to just throw it out, to just put it exactly, out. Like we yeah. went and we invested, like from the first episode, we, we invested in our sound quality. We invested in you know, having this machine, having this person come to do that. Like, you take the time to do it because you care about it, not just because right. you want to be heard. And you know, like we, we as human beings have a desire to, to be heard. I don't know what it is because, you know, Sometimes not saying anything is a great thing, but when you start to see just random people with podcasts now, it's like, oh, everybody's got a podcast. Like that's, you'd be almost ashamed to tell people you guys like, exactly. check out my yeah. podcast. It's like, oh, what y'all be talking about on there? And immediately the right. connotation is like, I know what you're thinking, yeah. but it's not that. Yeah. But it's like, right. you know, I just tell them like, yeah, just give it a listen. If you don't like it, it's not for you. And you don't that's ever it. have to, if you enjoy it, that's what keep you listening, do, you feel me? And, that, and that's yeah, like that's all you can do. To your point, when when you tell someone you you do a podcast, it's like oh okay, they they lump you in with like their little cousin or like their next door neighbor or something. Like no 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 no, I take this shit seriously though. Like I I, I get a, I get nominations for my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I go hard in the paint for the for the for the craft of it. Like I've been trying to do spoken word type content. Since I was like a teenager, I've been like recording, doing shows, doing like little improv type shit. Like I'm I've been here. I've been in these streets. So don't lump me with the other 20,000 people that you just know who say they do a podcast. Like I'm different over here. When you listen to my shit, you hear the quality. When, when I listen to y'all shit and the regulation, I hear the quality. Like it's 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 there when you see when people are actually investing not only their money, but their time and their effort to put forth quality product. Because it matters. You know, like my, my chef, my chef, Mark, he used to, he used to say to me all the time when we were talking about just with food and it, just the quality of ingredients and, and the time it takes to do things. And he would say to me, he's like, you know, as long as it tastes good, people will pay for it. They yep. don't care what it costs. Shit. They don't care what it costs. They don't, they don't mind. But if it doesn't taste good, then they start to look at, okay, well, why is it overpriced? Why isn't the ingredient quality this? Okay, well, the lettuce was this. Now, when everything's great, they're not looking at that stuff. You know why? Because everything's great. So just keep right. it that way. You know, like have, have enough care to do it that way all the time so that you, it, it's, never, it's never up for debate. So when you finally do start to get to a point where you want to name your price for something, the value is there and it's not up for question. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. And it's, it's a thing where 
your audience also knows. Like if I start half-assing pods, I know I'm going to hear from you. I know I'm going to hear from Corey. I know I'm going to hear from others in my circle. Hey man, like, what yo, you doing? dogs, the fuck is up with you? Like, yo, are you good? Like, yeah, we understand when you're when you're problem. away and you don't give us the episodes, but don't come back and be, you know, don't be limp dick in it. We don't need that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> nobody, nobody needs that. Like, literally, nobody right, ever needs right. that. Yeah. <laughs> A limp dick has never been needed. A limp dick has never, ever, ever been needed. Man, it's a pause in there somewhere. We're just gonna say that anyway. Somewhere, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what made you go with that first? There we go. <laughs> That's still one of the ones that, that, that I think that one is like my favorite drop because it's it's so perfectly cut. Pause. Hey, and, yo. <laughs> what made you go with that first? I had to. You see? What so, made you go with that first? <laughs> As a Tyler fan, you have to expect me to come up with a lot of phrases that will cause a pause. Yo, that um, that guy got me through high school. The ending part of high school. Oh, Love, like, if you want to talk, Tyler, I'm here for another hour. Bro. At least. Yo. And it's crazy because it's like, like they always get on me for being an Earl Sweatshirt fan. I could give half a fuck. Shout out to LZ because that nigga played Earl Sweatshirt at my baby <laughs> shower yesterday. Wow. <laughs> my son got an That's, Earl Sweatshirt track off at a, yo, He's LZ, in Earl LZ, the, the baby DJ shower. ever. He's the best DJ ever. He plays yeah, he is. He really is. Man, song at the top of the month. We not doing all that, but for those who know, you know what that is. Yeah, my Jamaican <laughs> roots. You know what I'm saying, bro? He can get yo. If you ask for something, he's gonna mix. He can mix it in. Any crowd, any, cr- any crowd, any crowd, any country, any continent, any city. Yeah. I will put money on my man. I will every time. We we got we got DJs here at work. Whatever. I will blindfoldedly put my money on LZ. And it doesn't matter who Word. it is. Now, it's one of these guys Word. coming in from like Hot 97. One of them guys is like, yo, he's going to be on that yeah. tier. And you have the following. He's just, he's right. and he's on his way there. And, and he's organic with it. Oh. As someone who, who, who used to DJ, when I hear him spin, I'm like, okay, I see what he's doing. I hear him being creative. I hear him trying to find different ways to mix shit. Oh. I'm like, that's where the craft is. Like, that. that's the art in it right there. And to, to, to play stuff that... When when I'm when I can go twenty minutes, be like, damn, I ain't hear this in a minute, or not even so right. much that I didn't hear this in a minute. I haven't heard it done like that. I haven't right. heard. Exactly. I haven't somebody. Yeah. I haven't heard somebody. The order of songs that is way. important. Yes, bro. Yeah. Yes. Re- re- reading the crowd, knowing all right, they really going crazy. I right, what well, what can I play to take this from a level nine to a level ten? No, reading the crowd, and keep it on ten. Number one, the women. That's the number one the job. Women having the crowd. a good time. <laughs> yeah. If the women are not yeah. having a good time, turn all yeah. of it off. If the women are sitting turn down, you're you fucked up. <laughs> turn it off. If the women are sitting down, the, the you, you are you're fired. Yeah, bro. Women should never women should be tired by the time you set it. Yeah, I want to see I want to see her asking her server for water. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like like the heels are off, she's barefoot or she's got the flats on. That lets me know I'm doing my job. If the heels are off. Because <laughs> at that point it's like, all right, cool. She. Yeah, she's going in like she's barefoot in a dirty ass club okay i have done my job because she doesn't even care where she's at she's 10 toes literally down in this spot right now 
and what's wild is like it don't really matter what the function is if the music's good where it's at yeah. they're gonna take their shoes off anyway and just yeah. deal with come with if it. it's in the backyard in the grass the feet the the toes are coming out, out like <laughs> the the, the thighs are coming off Yo, everything it is happening <laughs> Oh man! Shout out to Elzy. But get yo, dogs. One day, and I, I'm definitely going to have you back here. We we need to have that Tyler conversation. Oh, because I've been waiting to get off a Tyler, the, the creator, like retrospective talk with someone who's as into it as I am. Because I'm an old head compared to most Tyler fans. When when I went, I went to one concert, I saw him at at the Baby Mecca, and I stood out crazy. Like people was was waiting for me to have like a kid next to me. Pause. Like to be like, oh, that's why he's here to show. Like, Where's no, no, no. I'm here to get <laughs> fucked up with y'all. I'm here to turn. I, when Baxter comes on, we going fucking crazy. Bro. Like, okay, like, bro, just he's like, so I'm, I'm him. musically inclined. He's so talented, bro. And I, I've the, seen the his evolution. His, is not the boy from the evolution. Yeah, it's it's. But you can see from, him. You can see him. Like, yo, one of my favorite. My favorite uh, quotes now is like after he kind of the shit with the Grammys and he was on that run and he was talking to Flex again, and or I don't know it was one of the morning show things. It was like yo, what is, what does anybody like? What do I got to prove? Before because before he was the weird guy, before right. he was the oh uh, the heart yeah, kind of and it was all that yeah. because he ate a roll and he but he understood this he understood this social media landscape, understood this game, understood packaging, understood branding at seventeen. Everything, everything that I see a lot of these major companies do, I saw Tyler doing when I was sixteen. Right, they, like vinyls. He vinyls, the group, he, vinyls. Yeah, yeah. They've been doing that. They was doing vinyls a, yeah. a bastard. All these, all these yeah. packages, all these pop up shops. Now everybody got a pop up shop the week of their concert, right? Where right. they get that from? Exactly. Okay. Well, everybody's doing vlogs. Everyone and all wants a festival, right? Yeah. Everyone want, what wants their own carnival festival shit. Who, who they, Where they got get that, that from? from? Everybody was looking at the crazy. He's throwing a carnival. Who cares? Guess what? Now it's one of the biggest things ever. Right, right. While while everyone is screaming, "Oh, black people need to get their own Coachella," he already he did already that. did that, bro. He literally he's literally been doing it for almost a decade. Like, come on, the the way they like the way they it's like okay, you can you can package your stuff. Like a lot of it is Nipsey Hustle too. A lot of it Facts. is Nipsey Hustle too. But it's nip, like these nip, nip was on that verge of uh, they're doing the same type of energy, same bro. type of things that Tyler's doing. Bro, it's crazy. I'm, I can't wait for that. Uh, that um, speaking of nip, that um, what is it, the Virgin Resort that they're building in Vegas that he had? He's yes. a part of that. He well, you know, rest his soul. That he was a part yes, of. Sir. I, I can't wait to see how that turns out. I'm really, I'm really excited. Just, I'm a support. Bro, just to see, just to know that it's vision. Like, bro, you know what I'm saying, bro? Just, Vegas, just, just seeing that vision fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. Like him and Black Sam put putting that all that shit together like that. That's the thing. Like I go back and I I listen to his old shit, not like Victory Lap. And look, Victory Lap's amazing. I I can't lie to you. I'm more partial to his older shit. I think Victory Lap was really good, but I guess because he passed, it hits a little different for me. But I don't I don't want to tap into it as much. Well, Victory Lap was the album that introduced me to Nipsey. I was in the I was really? in the see I went to and it was crazy. That's how much like when that all said when it was all said and done and I was finally starting to go like once I had gotten through Victory Lap and I started to look into some of his older stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this is a, he was a dope ass artist. That just was it wasn't my it wasn't my style at a certain point. Right. But got you. When it started listening, when you listen to Victory Lap and it's like it's very very almost like ominous. 
in a way. Yeah. The way the way that whole album was. But I was in LA, like hearing it for the first time. Wow. Like so it was like it it it, it wow. hit it hit real different. So it's just like That's, when people yeah. were supposed to hear you say it, it's like, yo, I'm partial to this older stuff. It's like, yo, I got there's still stuff that I haven't heard. Like I get in I I'll get in Lowe's car who like really, really is like a, a music historian, if you will. Like we we mm-hmm. may or may not agree all the time sure. and have the same shout out to the homie Low. Shout um, out to Lowe for sure. But we may not always agree, but I can always say when I get in his car that he plays stuff that I don't listen to, but I still enjoy. Like I heard the I'm pretty sure I heard Hustle in the House. In his car, Oof. which is a fire track. I'm pr- like, no, oh, confirmed. I heard it there because this woman was in. I was working at Barcade. Fuck Barcade. Um, <laughs> and um, he, they had came up whatever, and I was riding back with him, and that's where he played. So I'm like, yo, where the fuck, like, where was this at? Yeah. And this is old, old, old. So it just is, you know. Um, I don't even know how we got to talk about Nipsey, but. Yeah, it's just that 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 guy's music is incredible, and there's, there's so many people. Slawson Boy Two, everything on there. Everything, everything on there. So Slawson Boy Two, he's really talking that type of shit. The the Gangster Grills he did, the marathon continues. Like, oh, it's it's that that's where when he passed, everyone everyone was kind of running the victory lap. I was like, nah, I gotta spin the block on the old shit. Like that, that's because that's the nip. You could hear the progression, kind of like the same thing with Tyler. We we can hear the evolution with every album. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Nip. Like every mixtape, every every project, like you could hear all oh, day. He's getting better. Oh, the metaphors are hitting. Oh, the the gangster talk yeah. is different now. Oh, he's talking big money talk. Like it was like yo, the evolution of the art. What's your favorite Tyler album? Oh fuck. Mm. Well, I, I, I'd say like I, I'll even open them to say Cherry Bomb, you like Cherry Bomb or Cherry Bomb. Ah, bastard hits. Ah, fuck. I'm. I'll, I'll say today, j- j- just because Smuckers came on the shelf for the other day and I lost my shit. I'll go with Cherry Bomb today. Subject to change, but as of right now, I Cherry Bomb to me. The fact that he got Ye to actually rap and like really rap, not, oh, I'm going to go collab with 13 other motherfuckers to do my verse. Like the fact that he got Ye to sit down and pen a verse and this shit was fire. And the way that Wayne comes in and fucking Wayne destroys it off the beat flip and it's on some jazz shit like Cherry Bomb. And I think even Tyler has admitted like that was when he really realized how he could really take this instrumentation shit yeah. to another level. Like, bro, like, real the sounds that he started, the sounds that he started playing with, like that was his like, fuck it, I'm gonna be me. Yeah. yeah fuck like, it, I'm gonna no be me. Bullshit. I don't have to yeah. by this point, like people know that when they come to me, they're gonna get some music shit. Like I'm I've been right. that way. I no longer have to do things for shock value. Yeah, and I think yeah. them getting on a lot of it was you know you started like the way they used to film their videos and doing a mountain of cocaine right. while he was a half man horse with a block with a wig on like <laughs> all of their stuff used to be really crazy and like my my favorite uh, is Goblin still you know it's, it's, mm. it's, it's Goblin is bastard it's, it's between them two but I, I really really like Goblin um, pause um. <laughs> Um, I'm scrolling through my shit now. It's it's Wolf is up there too for me. Wolf was, God, it's too many, man. 
it's hard to pick one with with Tyler. It really is. It really fucking is. Like, at, like the fact that you just mentioned Goblin, I was like, oh, he had Goblin. I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm thinking bastard. Uh, it's like it's too many. Yeah, he's, he's bastard Goblin. Yeah, that's it's it's yeah, it's, it, that is a difficult choice. If you had to pick two, after a while, I guess you're going Goblin and, and Bastard as your top two. <laughs> Can't see that next to each other, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, nah, I got or or hold up, hold up, let 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 let's really get funky. What's his worst project? Let's go there. Which one you you fuck with the least? I wasn't a huge fan of Flower Boy. I won't lie to you. Like, I didn't. Mm. I didn't need that. Like a lot of people. Like from what I understand, it was really like sonically, it was really cool. But like, I yeah, it's dog. You get the spatial audio. Yeah, with that shit. Yeah, but oh, I don't need the content though. So I was just, I was cool. I got you. I was cool off that. And and that that's probably the one. Like I really loved for me some of his best work in him and Earl and all of them. It's on those compilation tapes. For sure. It's on those things where, like, yeah. like the OF Volume One, Two. Yeah. yeah. The first Our Future tape with the with the clown on the front. Yeah. Bro, yeah. That, bro, yeah. those some yeah. of those verses made me faint. Like, bro, that's where that's where when people tell me certain shit about like Earl, I'm not I'm not arguing with you, bro. I still haven't heard of verse. Right. Like, right. I'm not gonna <laughs> argue with you, bro. Feel whatever you want to feel. Yeah. I know I'm fucking with my man's over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, you're entitled to that, but like, and it's like, will right. I sit here and say like I'm gonna listen to this nigga's music all the time? No. Like, well, I'm gonna I, I ain't gonna hold you. Call me if you get lost. Like, it's good, but it's the perfect commercial Tyler album. Yeah, I I play that album the least. Yeah. I played that album the least. Like I ran through it and I was like, yo, wait a minute. This ain't usually a Tyler album. I'm fucking, I'm spinning the block two, three times easy, like the first couple of days. But let me show you. Call me if you get lost. I was just like, all right, this this, this is cool. This is dope. And I knew right away, I was like, this is gonna get a Grammy. This was they let <clears throat> the backpack kid that ate the roach, like what, 10, 10 years ago, eleven years ago, right. however long he's been in the game, they let that kid at the VMAs who they literally, like he literally, like they, they wouldn't touch him. Right. Like, he's been banned in mo- multiple bro, countries. Like bro, that. BET wouldn't touch him, bro. Yeah. BET, BET yeah. was like, we not playing that. So now, which they're, they got a lot of nerve, uh, picking and choosing what they will or will not put on the, put on their platform. Tip drill. Yes. <laughs> Eating a roach. No. Yeah. Wow. Swiping a credit card through a black woman's ass, yes. <laughs> Eating a roach, no. <laughs> Disco Inferno, yes. Yes. <laughs> Eating a roach, no. Like, come on. Um, but they let that kid link with, again, somebody who back then I guarantee you wasn't like, oh, this kid's great. Let that kid link with DJ Drama and take something as iconic in the hip-hop community as Gangster Grills and get a Grammy win. Nah, it's 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 that's, it's, that's hip hop. It's, that's hip hop. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, real shit. <laughs> that story's not supposed to happen at all. None of those people, like at all. Yeah, he getting he, 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 he in the he studio really with Westside, whole... but Westside right. gunning him. Come on, man. Right. 
Come like, on, man. Yeah, like, Jay Versace is producing for West Side Gun. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, talent is talent. Music is music. And I'm 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 glad to see that that people are starting to uh starting to just look past whoever however you live your life, bro. That's you. you Wanna make some money? Facts. Yeah. Wanna make some money, yeah. bro? That's it. I know I know I kinda we kinda hijacked your hijacked your, your finals recap. Nah, nah, all good, into, bro. Uh, hey, to, to, to me, a good a good ass conversation is a good ass conversation no matter what the fucking topic is. Yeah, man. And I I I'll I'll say one one last thing. Tyler's impact moving independently 100% is what has like pushed me in the, in the direction that I'm trying to take my shit. It's like, I I don't need your 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 cosign. I don't need your your fucking accolades. I don't need any of that shit. Give me the people that fuck with me. Give me my core audience and I'll build and I'll eat with them and we all going to cash out. Come on, man. And yeah, dogs. And and you're you're one of those people that we 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 gonna cash out. All of us in, in here on the Jersey ship, we gonna cash out. Even though I am adopted Jersey, I'm I'm still Southside. Hey, man. But I, I've 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 been in Jersey too long to not be an adopted son of Jersey. Now it's cool, man. It's it's, it's it, it is what it is. It's where it ain't know where you where you from is where family ain't always you know family ain't always uh, family. You know, you some exactly. of my closest. It ain't always blood. Some of the closest people you. I consider my family is is not related to me, bro. So you know, exactly. like we we all gonna get it together. You can't choose family, but you can choose your friends. Bruh. Facts. <laughs> That's yeah. facts. Real shit. But yo, I want to thank Shake from End of Regulation Podcast. Salute to him. Salute to Low Bert. The whole gang over there. Hopefully, I'll be able to pull up the South Beach soon and see a toothless woman get her shit off. Um. But yo, this did this was dope. Obviously, you got way more than just Al Horford got his cookies snatched by the habitual nutheader. <laughs> but I know y'all tapped in and loved the conversation. I know I enjoyed the conversation. Shake one last time, run through your socials so the people could tap in with you and your pod. Uh so again, you know, for the for the listeners, I am one third of the hosting collective of the End of Regulation podcast. I am Shake. Boop no. Uh you can find me. At Chef Shake underscore on Twitter, as well as the End of Regulation Podcast at ah, End of Regulation Podcast at End of Regulation on Twitter ah, on the Elon app zero for the O. Go. Um, definitely got to come up with something for IG, but on IG it's uh, at End of Regulation Pod, and wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. And you know, appreciate you saying for having me, I'm saying calling me up to the majors. You know what I'm saying for the, <laughs> for the one time. Um, it's always cool, man. Just being a fan of the show and seeing seeing it progress as long as it has from the from the from the brand change when it was just pick and pop to to now it's kind of become you know more all sports, which I really really fuck with. Like when you kind of dipped into that tennis bag a little bit, I'm like, oh, are we are, yeah. we, are we teetering? Are we about to do something else? Which so and I and I, I really like the direction it's going and and having other people on is is just another step and it's really cool, you know. And thanks for allowing me to be one of them guys. Appreciate you as always, man. I, I love sharing my platform with people that I not only know what they're talking about from like an acumen standpoint, but people that I actually fuck with. You're someone I can pull up and kick it with, and we will be doing that, especially as as as, as the summertime is here and outside is back open. Um, but yeah, definitely applaud you and your work on and 
behind the scenes and in front of the camera, in front of the microphone as well. Um, love the fact that the journey that, that you're taking and the journey that your party, your collective is taking is going in great places. And I can't wait for the, for the next step that, that y'all are gonna take and even you individually, the next step that, you, that you're gonna take. So salute to Shake for pulling up to the DCMD podcast. My next guest after game three, she was once the number three hooper in the country. Not on her block, not in her hood, not in her borough, not in her state or her region, the country. You will hear her after game three. So for Shake of End of Regulation Podcast, I'm the Sam D. We out.